when most of us start French polishing, we're really focused in on what type of shellac we should use. Should we use flake shellac or button lac or something like that? And those are important and we're gonna talk about those in future videos. But one thing that gets overlooked often or just doesn't get enough attention is the solvent you use to dissolve that shellac resin. And in today's video, we're gonna talk about shellac solvents and I'm hoping that you're gonna get a deeper understanding of how the shellac solvent you choose, because there are different types to think about and consider, how that can change your French polishing process, how well the shellac gets dissolved, and it can even affect the color of the shellac. Some solvents produce a warmer, glowing, beautiful color. Other solvents produce a pale color that's just not that desirable. In today's video, we're gonna talk about all those things and more. My name is Tom Bills, and welcome to The Art of Lutheran. Types of alcohol, you've got your denatured alcohols. I don't have any isopropyl alcohol. I just can't stand the way it smells. It drives me crazy. I hate using it. It's just like, I don't know. I just hate it. Maybe it reminds, maybe I have subconscious connections to like a doctor's office or something like that. I'm not sure, getting shots or something. But anyway, so I never use um, rubbing alcohol, you know, stuff. But um, denatured alcohol, is okay to use. Uh, my preference is Everclear uh, or some kind of pure uh, 190 proof pure ethanol. Um, that's really what you want. And it's gotta be, a people People ask a lot, a lot because I think there's a, what is it, 150 proof and then 190 proof. You gotta use the 190. The 150 just doesn't have the cutting power to like dissolve the shellac right. And it's just too, it just doesn't have the, the oomph to it. Eugene always called it, my teacher always called it, it's not hot enough. You know, it just doesn't have that chemical hotness to it that a, that a 190 proof is gonna have. Um, so back when I was learning this, uh, the regulations and stuff on, the, the regulations on denatured alcohol and all that were different than they are now. And it's funny that just this morning before we started, um, I got an email from somebody who worked, who used to work at Zinzer and was one of the guys that helped them formulate all their shellac stuff like back in the day. Um, I think he said he was a chemist and stuff like that. And so he, it's really interesting that I happen to get that today, right before this, this call. And he had downloaded my shellac handbook and he was calling to say how, how nice it was and stuff. And he said, but I wanted to let you know that the regulations have changed and in the US at least, most of the denatured companies don't have or have very, very tiny amount of the wood alcohol, the methanol. And um, that's one of the reasons why I always stayed away from denatured alcohol was because that methanol can cause blindness and um, it's just not good. And plus, I mean, they, they literally put poison in there so that it can bypass the tax and regulations on alcohol that you can drink. Um, um, but I got tons of lectures from my teacher, Eugene, um, telling me that ketones are actually present in things like oranges and stuff like that. And ketones are what they put in here um, to, to make the poison part. So I don't really know all that stuff. That's all I know is, like I said at the very beginning, that one of the reasons I wanted to get into shellac was so that I could be safe and live longer. So if there's a way for me to do that in a more natural way, then you know it's worth the extra cost. But over time, I know from helping different my students 
in all these different countries, the regulations in certain countries are just crazy. And getting something like this is literally impossible. So I was really happy when I read what he said that um, some of the shellacs, I mean, some of the denatured alcohols now um, have much lower amounts, if or none, of the bad kinds of alcohol, and it's mostly pure ethanol, which means that I need to do some more experimenting myself and get some of the uh, new, some of the brand's current formulations, I guess you could say, and mix up some tests and try it. But so I'm mentioning this and kind of making a point of it because it probably wasn't a coincidence that that guy contacted me right before we got on the air here. Um, because if you're in a place where it's really hard to get something like this, um, don't be afraid to try some denatured alcohol. Um, you can usually, I know this works for the US, I don't know if this is worldwide, but you can look up the um, material safety data sheet. Um, you can do a Google search for that. And then, so just write the material safety data sheet and then the name of whatever this is. So this is Sunnyside. So I would do material safety data sheet, Sunnyside denatured alcohol and it'll pull up, usually it'll pull up the actual ingredients that are in there because they're required to list it. And so I don't think they tell you the exact amounts, but I'm pretty sure it's like food or something. It's like in order of, um, you know, the most, the one with the most of it is at the top of the list kind of a deal. But you can still get an idea of, is there methanol in there? And what else are they mixing in there that could potentially be dangerous for you? And if it's the majority of it is ethanol, then you're good to go and it's probably gonna look great and it's probably going to work well. Denatured alcohol um, is almost always has that good, really good cutting, dissolving power uh, for, for the shellac, for like dissolving it. And then also while you're working, um, it's just uh, Eugene, my teacher, man, I'm talking about him a lot, but I guess that makes sense. Uh, he lectured me all the time and said that I was just a, you know, a young punk, you know, uh, I was a wimp basically because I was too afraid to use denatured. He's like, just use denatured, quit being a baby, you know. But uh, he was like that. So anyway, um, but he used denature through his entire career. So and his, he was one of the best ever. His finishes were fantastic. Uh, so it works. If you need to get it, don't be too freaked out by having to use it, but do your homework and make sure that it's not going to be something too dangerous for you. But it's a ray of light to me because that's been something that's been hard for a lot of people to, to do, to deal with. Cause they couldn't, you know, I was always, always like, Hey, I just get Everclear. Literally the Everclear company is in St. Louis. I used to live like 30 minutes away from where they make it, uh, before I moved out to this workshop here. But, um, so it's easier for me to get it here. The last thing I want to mention about it, though, is one of the reasons why I switched to the ethanol is because the type of alcohol can affect the color of the shellac. So this is mixed in ethanol, and I don't know about it anymore because if these newer um, formulations of the denatured alcohol has more ethanol, then the color of the two might be the same. But in the old days, in the old days, I mean, when I was figuring this out in like 2008 or something, when I would mix denatured alcohol, I, I could dissolve, I, dis, I literally did an experiment where I dissolved different types of denatured alcohol. I used different types of denatured alcohol to dissolve shellac and then compared it to the ethanol. The ethanol always had a warmer color and the denatured always looked a little more pale. And definitely with isopropyl alcohol, the rubbing alcohol, that gives you the palest, worst looking color of your shellac. So at least that was my experience. So um, that was a reason, but 
If what that guy said is true and you're gonna have a lot of ethanol in this stuff, then it could be a really great way to go uh, going forward, especially if you can't get this. Well, I hope you found this video helpful. Hope you have a little better understanding of the effect and the impact and the importance of choosing the right solvent for your shellac, for your French polishing projects. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe below so you'll be notified when the next video in this series comes out. If you haven't seen the first two videos of this series, I'll link them below. I'll also link my uh, online course, The Art of French Polishing, if you'd like to look into that a little bit more. And I'll link my shellac handbook, which is a free download you can get over on theartofluthery.com. It's got all kinds of useful stuff that I think you'll find really helpful. Well, that's it for this video. I'll see you in the next one.